Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. I'm Tunde Wanlana. And I'm Carlton Washington. So in the news, there's been this dying question people want to know. Am I a racist? Are you a racist? It's a question that we want to help you answer today. So Cincinnati, Ohio, my hometown, James Keene's uh, hometown, there was a big rally. It was a big MAGA rally, Trump rally, whatever you want to call it. And it was a big story. People were just saying, we're not racist. We're not racist. Please don't call us racist. And people get really offended when you call them racist. But, you know, we want to talk about racism and we want to help you know signs that you could or might be a racist. We want to give you five signs to let you know, to help guide you in case you have this dying question anymore, because we want to help you resolve it. We're doing our part here on Disruption Now and hope we can assist you in this. So the number one reason we want to talk about with the group, group uh, reason number one, if every time someone tells you they're offended by a comment, they believe it's racist, they believe it's offensive, and your response is something like this. I have a black friend. My best friend is black. My grandchild is black. My boyfriend is black. People I've known a long time ago are black. So I can never say or do anything that's racist. Uh, that's not a good excuse and it doesn't mean that you are not racist. I don't know, I'll open it up to that. That's my first response because that's the first thing I hear almost all the time, right? People say, I can't be racist. You know why I can't be racist, Tunde? You know why? It's because I know black people. <laughs> I know Chinese. That was a Chappelle skit. I mean, that was a Chappelle skit. I, I, you know, I think we're, to be quite honest, we need to be honest with, with ourselves in the United States of America that we're all a little racist. And you know what? It's okay. I mean, it's just, uh, you know what I think is just you just need to be equally racist if that's the case. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and what I, and, and, and what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, you know, I, you know, spread your hate evenly. Like, I mean, look, the fact of the matter is all the stereotypical stuff that we don't like about certain, certain races and certain groups of people, we all don't like that. So as a black person, all the stuff that you find wrong with black people that you don't like, I probably don't like that either. And all the things that you like make fun of, you know, when people say, oh, this person's white trash or, you know, this or that, about whatever, every culture has their own derogatory statements they make about each other. Yeah, none of us really like that stuff. It's embarrassing. And so, yeah, we all talk about it behind closed doors and, and find fault in it. But I mean, I think that that's normal and natural. But if you're using it as a shield and you don't let people in and you don't, you're not open to speaking with people who are different, I think that's a serious problem. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we're all a little racist and quite honestly, racist jokes are funny. I think they're very funny. I mean, uh, and I think they're, I just- Well, Chappelle's show, right? He had a whole yeah. show off of racism. You, yeah. remember, you, you know, most comedy specials, you know, race, yeah. race is a big topic. Yeah, and, 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 and we were talking in the kitchen before. I mean, Jimmy just said it. It's like, look, man, just stop being so sensitive. And this goes to black people too, especially black people. Uh, these days. I mean, look, stop being so sensitive about everything. You know, it's it's 2019. We're going on 2020. Look, stop being sensitive. We all have a little bit in us. But I mean, it, it, you know, if, if it's stopping you from getting along with people, that's a problem. But yeah, right. we all we're all a little different and well, we all have different. How we define racism? Well, I would like to address the question. Yeah, address the question first. The, the question being having a black friend or many black friends or a white friend or a, a person that's from China or like or that doesn't mean that you are not racist towards whatever particular race. Definitively. The reason why is that you can have a friend or girlfriend or associate that is of the other race and you are racist to that the race that that person is in simply because you might think that that friend is, is, right. is inferior to you and you might have <laughs> certain like or, just or, because they're your friend doesn't mean you think they're equal or or or, or, or you become the except you become the exceptional friend like oh 
You're that. You're that. Oh, I normally don't like black thank people. Thank you for bringing that up. But I like you. Thank you for bringing that up because there's a big so, difference between what you just said. What he just said. You said if you have many black friends. If you have many black friends, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're probably not racist. Yeah. But you, if you you're that person that one. that says, "Oh, this is my boy," <laughs> you know, this this is my this is the good one right here. Yeah. Yo, not only are you racist, but you're probably extremely racist. Like, <laughs> when it's like but you know, it's funny, Carlton, you say that because I feel like I have some friends that I consider good friends, like they're genuine friends, and I feel like I'm that guy for them. You're the acceptable black guy. But honestly, I believe from both angles of the relationship, we both like love each other and consider each other friends. So it's an interesting dynamic. I've seen that dynamic you know, with like, you too. With, uh, you know, and I think with you, you're aware of it, and I think it's cool because you're highly educated and you, you know how to blend in, plus you, you come from a mixed-race background. I do have a friend that, that you remind me of who, who is similar. but One of your best black friends? He, he doesn't, know it. he doesn't know it, and I think that that's where there's a problem too. Yeah, because no. he he hangs out in the midst of all these white people, and he is the token, and he doesn't know it. And it's like, are you sure he doesn't know it, or he like? Because some people he, are empowered by being the token. We can be honest about that, right? Here. look we can't get in someone's head because I think you're right right there might be somebody that feel empowered but there might be somebody that kind of deep down knows it and they're uncomfortable they just accept that this is their circle they're in right um, I mean that same person could have been shunned in, in, in black yeah, circles in the past yeah, but like, Yo, these people, like, I remember when yeah, I got to college there was um, you know how you get starting the divisions and some of these Greek fraternities and all that right. And so you got your kind of black fraternities. Yeah, and, we're, we're in the black one. We, 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 we had, had, we had and, you know, I went to school and university down in Miami. So you had some Hispanic fraternities. And I remember there was a fraternity that was seen as mostly Cuban, right? I can't remember the name of the fraternity. But in Miami, it was dominated by mostly Cubans. And there's been rifts in Miami, for those that don't know the culture of South Florida, between the black community and the Cuban community since, you know, the 70s or right? 80s. Sure. And they had this one black American kid that was in their, um, in their fraternity. And I kind of felt for that kid all the time because just Jimmy's point, just because he didn't fit with traditional Afri African-American culture, he was kind of shunned by black kids. Right. So he went to this fraternity, joined it, and I could see he genuinely enjoyed himself there, but it kind of put him in this box because no, no. he wasn't... Yeah. He was kind of the token over there, and then he wasn't accepted right. by his... So he, this kid, I felt sorry for him that he was kind of just stateless like a stateless person yeah no it's hard but like so so so, so back to this because i want to get to the number two point but so i just want to touch on you made a point about the the person that takes advantage of it man when i moved from atlanta down here bro i knew a couple of those guys literally not only do they take advantage of it if you if, if you try to infringe oh on yeah that, yeah <laughs> oh my hey, god that's, that's the crap there could only be one black person in this space. Yes. I am the acceptable yeah. one. Yeah. I've, I've, I've run into that too. This Clarence <laughs> Thomas style. They love it to the end of the in the end of the days. So, this is why black people can be racist just as bad too. And yeah. We're gonna get to that too. Yeah. But you know, a, a story, and then that I want to move to number two. A quick story I want to tell is something that I went through at the University of Cincinnati. Um, you know, Samuel DeBose was an African American who was shot and killed by a police officer at the time at UC, <clears throat> and he shouldn't have been killed. I mean, people saw the tape; it was awful. But I remember talking to one of my other trustees and, you know, they were like, well, you know, he basically had it coming. And I'm like, well, wait, how? 
And I asked how, like, he said, well, and he, this were his, these were his words, right? He said, well, you wouldn't have done anything like that. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was trying to figure out how to say it, but he just like, he, he was trying to say like, oh, you, you know better than act like that, but he was acting in a different way, so this person deserved it. But I had to make him understand that, listen, uh, I was put over by police a lot of times for no other reason than being a black man in a nice car. Like, I did everything I was supposed to. I've been harassed, and it's not because I was doing something outside of that. So I could have found myself in that situation, too. And so I, I don't want to think that, I don't want you to think that I'm any different. Because he needed, he needed to know that. Like, yes, you know. But you know his point might have been a little different than that. Yeah, and that um, in, in, in an unfair situation, yeah. um, you may not have escalated it in the same way that some people Which is probably true. And um, that's not to say that his point is, is not uh, show a lack of, a lack of respect. Correct. Um, and it contemplate the idea that law enforcement does have a higher obligation because they're armed by the state. Correct. That's not just somebody else. You know, all of us being citizens, we take the risk of each other <laughs> doing something crazy. But when the state gives you a gun, you do have a higher obligation to yeah. your, your fellow citizens. Um, so that, that takes the burden. It, he's saying that the burden should be on the, the citizen to take being treated yeah, but he put the, But he not, put the burden on... The, that's what I'm saying. He put the burden on the citizen and, right. and took the burden off of the law enforcement. And I was trying to get him to understand that the burden is higher on a black man simply by being black. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be, but it's perceived to be and I want to let, I don't want him to know that I, I you know I follow all well, the rules because it is that doesn't mean that if somebody doesn't um, that doesn't lie down basically right. and, and that that means that they have it coming to get shot right. well, well what you're saying is a whole problem within itself because honestly um, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't and that's actually a misconception and, uh, and, and, what, and what's a misconception the fact that a black man can't react in a certain way in situations all the time with the police. I'm going to tell you something. Honestly, they shouldn't. No, uh, it's a misconception, and that's the problem. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about, what, what I said at first about right. when it comes to racism. We're kind of all equally racist. There's people in our race that were like, Yo, we would give them up and trade them or whatever. And honestly, that comes down to, um, to that situation. A lot of times when you see these videos that people use to escalate this race issue, uh, Black Lives Matters, or even you know Russians who are using it to, to divide us in the election cycle last time, basically saying that, look, 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 that comment that that guy made to you, okay? It is like, and just like he's saying, could be valid because yeah, when you and I get pulled over in our nice car, it's like, hey, when I get pulled over, bro, my license is already out the window, my hand's up here. And you can yes. still end up dead. Let me tell you something, bro. I got <laughs> pulled over about 30, 40 times. I've tried to fight police when I was at Howard University in DC and all this type of stuff. I'm still alive. You're very fortunate to be alive. You saying, got you would you would not advise your son to do that. I would never advise exactly. my son to do that. But, but I'm what telling I'm you, is, other people don't have to have that conversation. What I'm saying is, is that all cops are not the same like that. And then in a lot of these circumstances, oh, but, but, but but we didn't say that. Hold on. I, I know we, that we, person we, made a comment, and right. he kind of opened the door to saying that maybe he's not making the comment that you think he's making because you and I at this point in time would not behave like that. A lot of the videos you see, like the Mike, the, uh, the, the Ferguson thing that we talked about in the other episode. Right. Look, bro, I really don't, I really never wanted to get involved in that argument with anybody, man, because I thought that was a, little, a pretty BS um, uh, situation to well, use as, represent, as representation at, for black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and whether someone's racist or not, because look, 
the, the guy's point might be valid. You're not going to act that way. You get that doesn't mean you, you deserve to get murdered. Well, though. No, his point, <laughs> his point is not valid because his point tries to take the burden of being the bigger man off of the law enforcement officer who has been armed by the and empowered he shot him. by he didn't the do state. Anything. He wasn't That's his life, the his life wasn't in danger. Exactly. He shouldn't have died. Yeah. So well, he's taking that obligation and putting that on to the citizen who doesn't, who should not have the higher obligation. And I want to move off and this so, point because okay. we're on point two. Well, we're 15 minutes into this. We're on point one. So you have to be very, let's get 30 seconds. I just have one different observation. So it's not that you guys are right or wrong. Yeah, because I want to get the point last I think the difference that I hear because I've had people say stuff to me like that and what I what I find is that it goes back to a well, you're okay, Rob, Correct. because I know you, I because you're my friend. You sit on this board with yep. me in Cincinnati, right. and I know you're a good Which guy. Which is why it's important for me to but, instruct him. But exactly, and so what I've done with people that kind of, when I feel that vibe is, I, I kind of say, look, you know me, and you that's we're exactly, okay. That's exactly but what I said. The next guy over there that just looks at me as a six foot four guy that looks right. like me, he'll be scared and he may react in a way that is detrimental exactly to my life and yep, my be. just because of the way I look because he doesn't know me and that's where I kind of try with the education. Right, stuff. right. So that, and that ties it up really well in terms of why your one black friend. I, I still hold it even more than one black friend. Because you have a comfort level with them doesn't mean that you don't see another black person as and a threat. Have, yeah, and, and not well, see them as a potential as a threat. threat. And so, and so, so we, look, it we doesn't to, speak to that one. I way agree. We got to move on to the next right. point. Point number two. So you think only communities of color or communities that are not your race are unsafe? That is your generalization oh, of everything. God. That is a generalization that is not true. So whenever you talk about police brutalities, it's always about well, what about black on black crime? Without understanding that. Crime is proximate, which means it happens where you are located. There's white on white crime, just about 90% of white victims are killed by white people. Same with black people. Okay, can I jump on this one? Because yes. I, um, I want to talk about a conversation I had with a friend of mine that asked me, and this is relevant to kind of today's media cycle of the spat between um, the president and the Congressman Lewis from Baltimore and the comments that were made by the president and my, my friend who's a conservative and he's, he's old. Cummings. Sorry? Cummings. Cummings, yeah. yeah. And, and my friend's older than me. He's in his 70s, so he's also coming from a different generational angle. And he asked me, he says, Tunde, what's, why is it racist when Donald Trump says that Baltimore's rat infested <laughs> and, and it, you know, it's got the crime, drugs, all that. But John Lewis said the same thing two years ago. And I said, you know, you, you can slice that into two pieces. One piece is two men saying the exact same thing. One can say, okay, they said the same thing. And what I share with them was, the reason why someone like me finds something like that offensive is because what it appears that the president is doing is purposely singling out communities that are led by minorities, whether it be a congressional district or a mayor, and pointing to this, how bad those are. And I said this to my friend, I said, but you and I both know there's rural communities in, in, you know, that are Caucasian that have massive drug problems, opioid abuse, we all know about that. We know people you know, in Utah having you know, three, four wives, 12 kids living off the system. And I said- And so, no one talks about, it's not, it's not and, a center of front. And, and that's my point. They're not seen as leeching off welfare, but they, but they look at black communities and say that. And so I said, that's where it appears to someone like me that he's singling out and making a choice. Yeah. 
consistent with their current application. This is bad. But we're not going to talk about this over here. Good point, though, but it's 50-50 because it's also political, man. And that's that's where I was going, too. Check it out. A lot of it's political, and the fact of the matter is is that that's smart because obviously he's not going to be like, yeah, West Virginia is a piece of crap. You know, these coal miners live in these, you know, shit. I agree with you 100%. It's Machiavellian politics. Well, but it's it's also the context of, and I don't want to get too much into him, but it's also a greater context of stuff he said that's different. Right. But the fact of the matter is. That's all. I don't want to talk. Let's just be honest. Um, you know, as so you brought up John Lewis, you're talking about Elijah Cummings, but honestly, in the city of Atlanta, man, I mean, I lived in John Lewis's districts, and it was really funny because I, I have a friend, a black friend who lives in a different part of Atlanta, who I used to always be like, look, I'm not, I don't really, I don't really rock with John Lewis like that, man. You know, I don't really, you know, whatever he did like in the 60s and got beaten ahead, I'm not really feeling that in 20, you know, 2010 when I'm living in his district and writing letters to him and getting generic letters back about the things that are going on in my community. He's like, oh, that's not my problem. That's a local issue, blah, blah, blah. And you write the city councilman, they're like, that's a local issue. Because really what he's pointing out is, is that black leaders are doing a huge disservice to people in their districts. The congressmen that are coming from these districts and the city councilmen and the mayors Especially talking about city of Atlanta, like you know, my fellow alumni Kasim Reed, who drives past these areas to go to his office every day and goes by all the blight and all the crime and does nothing about it. That's a serious problem. And so what you're talking about also is maybe slightly racial, but it's also a political issue because it's the truth. Baltimore is a shithole place. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? For the most saying, part. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, There's like, most of the south side of Atlanta where these people represent. Any more than any more than what? But, but like, any more than the north side of, of Atlanta. Or any more than other districts that are represented in Congress. So there is some truth to that. Well, right? here's, what, here's, what is the congressman supposed to do about that? He, he, that's correct. That's a local issue so in terms of local You just politics. said, what is the congressman supposed to do about it? Impact your community. That, but you go to Congress to be part of the, the federal government. Okay. Not, not to be a part of the state government or the city the municipal government. They're the ones that are making the decisions. Wait, 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 wait. What thing? Cummings' rebuttal was: I drive to D.C. and back to my district every night to fight for my brothers and sisters in my community. No, you don't. You've been there for 20, 30 years, bro. You haven't done anything that's for your for community. No, 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 but that's not the same. So I'll let you finish. But yeah. I just want to say: remember the the context of this conversation is that. You know, there are there are black like communities of color, you know, and people of color don't commit more crimes than other people. That's not that's not true. No one said that. But, yeah, but, no, but, no, no. But but yeah. the way it's painted and the way people focus on it. So is it political? No, it's racial because they both do it like Democrats do this, too. You make it seem like Republicans are the only people that say this. Democrats do this, too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. like this is not I'm talking about this. Take this out of I don't I don't care if the president said this. The fact that he is he is overtly doing it. And saying the way like no human would want to ever live here. Okay, that's 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 a bit much. But yes, Barack Obama did say when when people were rioting in Baltimore that they were thugs doing that when they were rioting. He wasn't saying that everyone who lives in Baltimore is horrible human beings and right. there's just nothing but rats and infested. I'll tell you this. I don't necessarily think this is the the, the hill to stand on. Um, yeah. Baltimore is you know if you're going to, to fight on the fact of the matter, um, Baltimore it, it suffers from a lot of the same ills that our cities suffer from right. when the tax base leaves, yeah. the money is. 
is not right. Corruption takes over and the problems of poverty. Um, the statement in itself, I mean, Trump has made people hypersensitive. So a lot of things yeah. that he say, people want to jump on. They're looking for reasons to go after him. Yeah. I don't think that trying to go after him for everything he says is particularly smart. Right. And so in this case, he was trying to jab at Elijah Cummings. Um, and, and that's not know, even, and, I, and, and we got down into the, and, and it got down yeah. to the argument. The argument is this. Yeah, like, so, like, so, so let's get back to the argument. Yeah. The, the fact is that the media does and has for a long time, and generally people think, you're unsafe in certain communities and you're safe in other communities. And that's not true. I mean, there are plenty of white communities that are that I wouldn't be in either. Well, but that goes to the generalization. Here's here's the generalization that you get from that. And this is why this is underlies why what you're saying ends up becoming something that, it, that, that reflects racist behaviors. Oftentimes in our society, we tend to generalize white culture or white things with what we see of the best of them. Um, that's, think what's, of a, that's what's presented mostly. But when we think, we, when we think of, of white folks, we think of, of business owners and we yep. think of hardworking and, and suburbs where the roads yeah, are all yeah, paved. Yeah. And, and when we think of black folks, we think of the worst of them. So yeah. if, if we, anytime and the we worst think of, is projected over and over and over again too. Well, but, and, and so because of that, if, if you buy yeah. into that, and so when you think of white neighborhoods, you don't think of um, rural Pennsylvania or West Virginia, you think, <laughs> Or you don't think of necessarily, you don't, you don't necessarily think of Middletown, Ohio, some places that are having cha- challenges too. And when you think of a black neighborhood, you don't think of of certain areas where there's more affluence or where there's people that actually have things going for them, or a mixed race city like Pembroke Pines, where I live, where pe- there's people of all colors and they, they do very well. You don't think of that. You think of the ghetto. So a black neighborhood to you is only the ghetto. And so when you want to generalize like that, that's why it would reflect yeah. a more racist. I mindset. agree. And that's all I really. I, we went down in this hole in this. Which is what I kind of wanted to avoid, but we, well, the let conversation me, took us let there. Let me jump because I've been waiting for this point. All right, very quickly. I just want to say three. something to Jimmy's point. This is what I said to my friend on the phone when, when some of this stuff worked, because you make a good point about the perception of certain neighborhoods. I told him, you know, the last stat I heard is that 25% of black Americans live in poverty. And he's like, okay. And I said, so the other side of that means 20, 75% are middle class or better. And he was like, wow. To your point, right? Because well, I don't know if it'd be middle class, well, but just not in poverty. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is, is that just to be clear. But look, that's why I don't want to get parsing. But, but, I, but could, I agree. We but could I also agree. say what well, part of the country is the level of poverty, you know, all that. But the other thing to Carlin's point, what I wanted to come back to was because you alluded to it in the beginning, and that was really my point was not so much the racial politics, but I agree with you that it is a political, more of a Machiavellian political move. Because you're right, you said at the beginning, West Virginia might be just as bad as Baltimore. But the president is smart. I'm not making this about the president per se. I'm just saying, as a politician, he's smart because he knows that his own party controls the state of West Virginia and those municipalities. So why would he bash those areas when they're part of his Well, yeah, and, 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 and we have definitely and, made that point. I definitely, if there's anything and, else, because I do want to move to the point. Cut this, but maybe you can add this too or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'll just okay. say this, when it comes to the racial divide or whatever, the honest truth about it is, it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, we're all a little racist, whatever. Bro, when I'm walking down the street in a black neighborhood, the crime that I'm concerned about happening to me is a little different than the crime I'm concerned about happening to me in a white, you know, saying, well, poor area. Well, that's because you've got a better chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different type of crime. Like, I'm confused. So let's say, are we saying poor areas or in poor, general? Or no, just so gen- a white poor area or a black poor area? Because or white rule saying, or white I'm rule right, area, right, too. Right. I am, too. So let's go, to, let's go to the next one. This is a good transition to the point number three. When you look at a mass shooting, 
You could be racist. If your first response, if it's the person of your same race is, it must be mental illness. And if it's another race is, that person's a terrorist. If you have a different approach for a person just based on race, you need to look at why that is. So to your point, if I'm in certain areas, I don't know, like, it is, gang violence is a lot of things, but it still is predictable. Usually there's a reason it's happening. We've talked about this, we know, we used to go, I think everybody here, I don't know about Tune Day, but I can speak for the three of us. We've all, <laughs> we've all been at parties. We've, had, we've heard gunshots go down, had to get on the floor. At least I have. I think we all have, right? So we, we, We've been together. We, we've right. been together, dude. You know what I'm saying? I might, I might have forgotten. We might have all three been together. I don't know. But the point is, like... Or we might have been the one. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk too much about what we did in college. But thank God there wasn't social media. But it's... Um, that's neither here nor there. Sorry, I went real there. But... Um, <laughs> But you, you kind of could predict and prepare for when that violence happens. Mass shootings, you're in a place, you're, you're in a movie with your kids, and like, you, right. you don't expect. But, you know but like, what, so, right so you know what? So yeah. like, I don't know if it, you can say you, you, that you're gonna be safe in one community simply because of that. So mass shootings, people, people, pe- people are more dangerous than, everybody is dangerous in certain situations. I'm glad I'm you saying. brought this up. I'm glad you brought this up, man, because we also talked about this yesterday, and the fact of the matter is, the thing that pisses me off a lot about people who are being racist is the fact that their their attitude, their entitlement when these things happen, they're like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? I can't believe this is happening in our neighborhood. And I want to be like, yo, F you. Everybody I know has, like you just said, the parties when we were kids, that's the normal thing. Oh shit, they're about to start shooting, get on the floor, you go visit, your, depending on what neighborhood you grew in, if you, either you live there or your grandma or your aunt did, oh shit, they're shooting. Tonight we sleep on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Yo, in the summertime, you go visit a certain family member. Tonight we sleep on the floor. They're getting, sh- they're getting shot. You know what I mean? You walk. Yo, in Atlanta, up until I moved to Florida, yo, I got to drive around a body. You know what I'm saying? The homicide's about to come. I'm going to work. Can you please get out the way? You know what I'm saying? So I get to work. Or it, it, It's normal in the community, so that really pisses me off. But honestly, it, and, and on the flip, is when I think mass shooting, I already know who it is. Because the only time it hasn't been that dude was in D.C., which we lived through, sniper. was the sniper. Which everybody is, assumed. Which it is, was, and everybody right. was like, this person is and, like, oh, and wow. And this dude lived through that dude because we had we lost many hours of sleep, uh, travel time, everything that dude. Because it was weeks. I remember old, that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that we got caught up in that. And he's the only one that broke this, the model. So people really need to be care- careful, especially when you bring up these shooting people, man, because, bro, they all the yeah, same. Yeah, I'm afraid of those dudes. Yeah, a wall's not protecting us from that. Yeah. But, but, Rob, you make a good point about, because I've thought about this, too. Look, the San Bernardino shooting was just as terrible as, let's say, the one recently here in, um, in El Paso and, in, in, um, you know, with the Walmart thing. All of them are tragic. And I think it all has to do with just people that are fucked up, for lack of a better term. But you're right. When... The San Bernardino happens, there's a certain reaction by this country that all these people are just bad, meaning Muslims or people from Arab countries. When it's the guy in El Paso, it's, oh, well, he's just got mental illness. He's just like, he's isolated that he's just, and my point is, is that if we really want to get past its tribalism, it's maybe we can recognize that Arab people can have problems in their mind and white people can have mental problems and black people can, that's what I mean. Like if anybody doing that's going to have mental problems. I don't think that, um, I disagree though. I don't think that this is racism. This is cognitive bias. This is a bias in your mind in the sense that... How is that different? 
Well, because you don't, it does, racism has a virulent nature to it in terms of you're looking at, at a, from a superiority type of, of complex. But it has a subconscious part too. But the bias here is more so that, well, I know that I'm not about to blow somebody or go shoot a bunch of people. So this couldn't be about his race. Whereas somebody isn't, it, it, at least on the, the, the visceral level, they're not able to put themselves in the shoes of an a Islamic person. And so they do assume the worst. Now, there is racism in that. Right. But I think the automatic switch that goes there isn't necessarily no, a sign no, that you're not, a racist. It's, not, it's, not, maybe not, it's just virulent, but I say like, you explain away when you're one, like when, when you see gang violence on the street, you know you're not a gang bang. You're just like, oh, yeah, those guys are. But I guess if we're defining, this is an important part. See, because I don't define racism as necessarily inherently evil or anything. I think it's a natural cognitive bias that people have. And unless you know that it's going to be there based upon our system, you, you don't can't actually think you're superior to other people. You know, that's something that because of your race. No, no, like, no, no. But the, but, but the system has been so ingrained to be that way that you're naturally going to lean that way. So it, it, because that's how tribes work. I mean, the tribe is going that way. The tribe said this is how things are, whether what they signal uh, overtly, or, or 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 just do it, co- uh, you know, covertly. It's le- no, no it's, matter it's what. Learned in a society, but it's so learned. From a societal it's standpoint. learned, right? It's learned. It's developed. It's the kind of cultural institution. It's like these are how things are supposed to be, and this is this is the construct that we accept. Certain people are here. Certain people are there, whether they say right. it or not. See, right. But 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 so the, I think that that cognitive uh, bias plays into how people think. But it overlooks the majority minority status too. If, if when minorities, when the the lesser number of people do things in society, like think about this: if if you're in China and and then and, and a white person's doing something. They will probably assume that white people do that more or more than not because their experience, their, their limited experience with those people, with, with a white person in China versus all of the people that are that, of Chinese that's, descent. That's true. And so that's what I'm saying. Like in this one in particular. But like, I'm talking about America in particular. In terms of America has been unique in terms of what it does to others in, well, in, in general. Right? Let me I mean, connect a this. few dots here because I actually, through this conversation, I think we can even raise it a bar because what Jimmy said just now articulated my my thought about the Baltimore thing, which is, you're right, that might be the mental part of bias and, and confirmation bias in the way people are. But I guess what I was trying to say is the way that then it's kind of weaponized politically to keep people in that state of Correct. fear. So what happened to your point, right? They people think that. of when they think of a Baltimore, they're just going to think of the worst stereotype of the, the the group of people that live there, especially when it's and you put and, on and TV. what my point is is that well that's yeah, what I was gonna exactly. that's what I was gonna allude to is that then you kind of you take that natural like we're saying right that's a natural human element that if I'm not familiar with something I'm a little bit intimidated by it I'm and then, you, and then you play the worst of <laughs> right. something and then that little bit of information then defines your entire yeah. perception of that but that's what I'm saying and that's so, natural because so, your brain does work that but, way but that's let me finish the point because I want to get to Chicago in a second because. That's my point is just basically that by, by acting that way as a leader, right, meaning if you're the president, that's how it is weaponizing the fear the of media. people and the media and all that. And so my point, I was going to say that I was looking online and I looked on four or five different websites. I just Googled and I welcome everybody, you know, audience to do it. Just Google the, the most dangerous cities in the United States and you'll get all kind of websites. And you know what? On every one of them, Chicago is ranked 25, 20 to 25, depending on whatever their metrics are. The first states, five states, are all Rust Belt or Southern states. 
all of the lists either had Memphis, Tennessee, or St. Louis, Missouri is number one. And that's when I started thinking, at the end of the day, this is all politics, yeah. because unfortunately, the president won't criticize the municipalities and states Racing of which, well, I know, but, yeah. but I'm just saying that Racing from, but exactly, and that's my yeah. point is, yeah. and, that, and that goes back to why we gotta be very careful, right? Because if you just say, oh, the president's racist, that's a much different accusation to throw out to say that, He's being tactful and using yeah. race for his political gain. I don't think that much. But I want to go there. Yeah, no. saying, I don't want to go there. That's too long. Ago. That's too long. Well, ago. Just, this is something that needs to be said, though. When I say bias or, or bias or prejudice, when your your brain is making leaps based on limited information or things right. like that, where that becomes racism is when that's based on solely, primarily, solely on race, and and there is a level well, of racism security. is a cognitive error by definition. To me. Well, but yeah, it, it's when it's tied by race like that. Our brains do make decisions on small amounts of information but when you, when you, as you pointed out before, when you're not conscious of that and then you basically act on that. I'm actually much more interested in how people treat other people right. versus what they think. But I just really say not it. being conscious, which is kind of goes to, not being conscious will you will act on it subconsciously. You just don't even know. And that's why I think it's important for people to know. Like I don't see racism as like, you're, people think racism is you know, of course it is when you go out and shoot somebody because they're black, but that's, that's a horrible example to an extreme. And 99% of people are never gonna be there. My goal is to make sure that people are, are I don't want you to be the lowest common denominator. Let, let's try to work to make sure we're conscious to be better every single day. That, that's really what I like and to do. That's, that's where you can really break the, the line. Everybody, I, I disagree with you that everybody's racist. I think everybody has biases built in. The people who aren't aware of those biases and don't to make the extra effort to correct for them and they, as they deal with other people, as they treat other people certain ways. I'll give you those that. are the people that end up, I'll, that's how I'll, you act. I'll give you that. And, 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 and a couple things, I mean, I, just, just touching on a couple things, I mean, I, I think, you know, being that this is disruption now, I would say that I don't think our president is racist. I think it goes back to what Tunde is saying that he is very tactful and I think just like all of us has very strong biases. Funny, the funniest thing I think about Donald Trump is is that Donald Trump would not even touch a hand of the people in his rally four or five years ago. He wouldn't even be, he won't have lunch with you. He, he will just use race to help his answer. Yeah. He well, will be racist. No, like he, this guy's been he's sued more, for, he, for like discrimination. I mean, he's, but, I, this but, is too but, long but, of a conversation. But, I don't want to go there. Anyway, finish, wait, finish, wait, finish quickly. But, but yeah, just, just we're going to have a whole different argument about that in I another think, podcast, I, I, you, I promise. You guys can cut this later if you need to. No, we're not going to cut it, but that's a deep conversation. I think it's very important Yeah, stop saying that. We'll cut it if we need to. I think it's very important also for people to know that like. But I do want to have that conversation in another podcast, but the go. That's too long now. But back to things we're saying about the, about the 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 um, perception of neighborhoods and things of that nature. I think it's really funny that that white people, man, they think like, oh, I'm going in a black neighborhood; it's going to be dangerous. Funny thing is, white girl walking through black neighborhood, they're probably going to be like, yo, how can we help you get to safety? You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the neighborhood is going to be coming up to you like, yo, how can I help you? Even the gangster is going to be like, yo, are you lost? Let me help you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to you're gonna be safer. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just saying. Uh, no, trust me. And the, and, and the other funny thing is like right now, you brought up like Chicago. I'm so actually saying that house. I was out on the balcony right now. I'm buying a house in Chicago right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to try to invest in Chicago and some guys from my mastermind are too. They're all on the ground in the, these areas that are supposed to be like the worst areas. They're all guys our age in Southside 
scoping out houses, walking through territory, whatever, and nothing's happening to them. It's 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 so misrepresented what's going out there, dude. These are isolated incidents. Have it's not random people walking on no. the street shot. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not gonna go, bother you. They're not gonna. They exactly. don't want. They don't want. Yeah, you could go walk down the street south side of Chicago. Like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, you got a light? Whatever, whatever. Boom. I've you been down south side of Chicago plenty of times. Exactly. So it's yeah. such a misconception, man, uh, of all these types of things. And then lastly, like I don't know if we brought this up before, and I don't know if you're gonna bring it up in your points for racism. I think that one of the biggest racist things out there is schooling. When you ask somebody, hey, where do your kids go to school? They're like, oh, they go to such and such. It's a good school. What does a good school mean? You know what a good school means in this country every single time, which really pisses me. This is the most racist shit to me that pisses me off is that everybody's like, yo, my kid goes to a good school. And you know what that really means, dude? Is that means that there's no black people there, bro. Oh, man. I disagree with that. I'll yeah. tell you, when I say a good school, had, well, see, here's what I'll tell you. There, there's black, something very specific. Black, people, a good school. Part of the country, Come on, dude. Are you serious? A good school. Are you serious? No, no. Now, wait. Tell me. Wait, wait, wait. Because okay. right, this could be like, these are really good, by the way, because these are all going to be uh, different podcasts. We can talk about schooling being that. But I do think, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I got to say points. A good school is a school where the parents are attentive to their oh, kids. Come on. That's what it is. Now, it doesn't matter the race, it, but any school where the no. parents aren't paying attention to what the well, kids you know, are doing, it's like not a like, so, 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 Okay, so we I'm just telling you what it is. Let's make exception to Ron Clark, bro. Okay. I've never heard anybody refer to right, any but, school. But, but we're going to pivot off because this can be, we, we can spend 20 right, minutes right, on this. Let me just throw a provocative thing out there, which is, very like if you want to see the most segregated time in America, which is Sundays at churches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right? We still have come a long way. No, I'm not saying it's a good, I'm just saying that even we've come so far in this country, but most churches are still, and I'm not saying they're, they're, they're forcefully segregated, but people still tend to clump. People tend to self-sort and all that. That's what I'm saying. So Number four, you fail to acknowledge inequalities of other races. So every time you hear a conversation about Jim Crow, about injustice, about slavery, about anything, your conversation is, I wasn't there. It doesn't matter to me. Why are we still talking about this? If that is your answer for everything, I think you might actually have some racist tendencies. Or you might just not want to understand the other, another person's point of view. See, here's the point. Oftentimes when people say that, they, the, the next defense that comes up is, I am colorblind. How are you colorblind? Like, you should, like there's, to me, there's no such thing. And when you're saying you're colorblind, you're saying you're, you, you wanna be blind to what other people's experiences are. Don't be colorblind, be color aware. Be aware of what others go through. It doesn't mean you have to agree on everything, but just try to seek to understand what has happened to people and see their perspective. But if you say their, their perspective has no validity, then you could be a racist. I don't agree. I don't agree because uh, wait, wait, which part? If you said nobody's nobody experience has no validity, you can't be no, that no. Far it's racist? not that, but I see now as we're getting older, I see a lot of generations coming up, and this that that particular topic comes up a lot, and I think about it sometimes, and I have to give certain generations a pass. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the time, you know, they are literally growing up green to these things. Uh, the parent, they literally are green. They don't know anything about it. A lot of millennials are like that. And so I got to give them a pass when it comes to that. A lot of them. A, a pass to what? Like to say like your, like that experience. No, when I say like, I don't, it's a difference to say, I don't understand. Right. Versus saying that doesn't matter. And oh, get over it. doesn't matter is one thing, but I no, think, but that's, I think that, a lot of that, them That's my point. Understand. Get over it. That doesn't matter. That's yeah. the point. And you can make such a definitive statement about something 
that you have no other, it's right. different to say, I don't understand. Well, that's like, a lot of the millennial argument right now is that a lot of them are pushing back and saying to people like us that are doing podcasts like this, that like, look, you guys really don't understand. We really don't look at it like that, you know? And so sometimes I have to pause and say, they might be right. They might really just not look like that. But to say it doesn't matter now. That's, that's the point I'm trying that to get at. Okay, that's, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. Because I'm still alive <laughs> that's and we suffer from these things and we're still dealing with them and our parents did. I mean, I always tell people, man, I think, you know, like my great grandmother, bro, she had cotton marks and scars on her legs, bro. And she knew slaves. You know what I'm saying? My great grandfather was a slave. Exactly. So, so it's like people are like so easy to dismiss it. I'm like, and, and then, and, and then beyond that, alone. people that like, it's not like slavery ended. Right after slavery, they instituted slavery again by right. another name and just right. until like 1950. Exactly. So I mean, like, we're not exactly. talking about that long ago. Yeah, even the old, the old black women, bro from 1900 bro that like just died off like a year or two ago or yeah. 10 years ago bro they were damn near slaves you know what I'm they saying? were they, they, get, they would get raped my, on, they would get raped on command everything else yeah. that stuff happened even my dad bro you know what i'm saying he was my uh, to clarify my dad was not a slave but my dad even yeah i was about to say worried. you ain't that old no, man. My dad, what, what he, vampire look he's forever young he drinks some vampire juice that's why he looks like yeah, <laughs> my dad in his 70s you know we go home you know to haines city florida to go visit family stuff he, we always drive by the orange fields you know, these places, he'd be like, man, that's where I work. They were the Mexicans of that time. Yeah. And so he was out there getting scratched up, dehydrated all day in the sun, picking oranges for nickels or whatever. That's real. And so when I'm around a group of people who are desensitized to that, it really freaking pisses me off. And I got to leave the room because I can end a business relationship over it. You know what I mean? I can end a lot of shit over it because it pisses me off. But what we're also talking about is a lack of historical knowledge. And that right. is a killer. Like, meaning... I think, and it's a shame, if people had a better um, just lens of history, they might, maybe it might not change their mind, but they might be more sensitive. But that's on purpose, you know that, right? I mean, history's presented in a different way. I'm struggling to hear um, how that matters right now. Um, Like, okay, it offends you if someone is not overly concerned with the way black people were treated 100 years ago or 50 years ago or last year. Why does that like, yeah, let me I, I, I actually tend to think there's too much emphasis on labeling somebody as a racist or not and not enough emphasis on how people okay. treat other people. But you can treat other people with a level of respect right. without thinking that Ugh. it's a major deal that whatever happened 50 years ago. But I, but I think to total, but totally dismiss it is disrespectful. The because it's To a, dismiss it as something that happened a long no, time ago? No, that is not relevant at all to any experience or anything that happened. This is so prevalent. Relevant it's to so what? Prevalent in our, it, it, so what's happening is now? So, the so you're saying I should treat you with kid gloves because no, of that? No, no, no. What no. I'm saying is you should, you should seek to understand and not dismiss someone's total perspective because you didn't go through How is that your perspective though? Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me, I'm glad you brought that up because this is is the problem. I'm being the devil's advocate in part, but I I, I want you guys to explain. I I don't think you guys are making a good case for why this matters. No, because check this out, dude. Everybody in this house is in a nice neighborhood, bro. We don't live in those circumstances, but I really, really, really hate, and I think it's disgusting when I'm sitting in a place of business or I'm sitting in my office or anywhere else and people are referring to people like where my cousins and our family lives as this shithole place or this ghetto or I don't understand why they just can't get their act together and all that stuff. When there's so much when it comes to redlining and the cracking, I, I watch Snowfall right now, you know what I'm saying? Which talks about the, the, our, the, you know, the Contra, you know what I'm saying? The Nicaraguans and all that stuff that was going on 
and the funding of that and the crack cocaine epidemic and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, I don't get why these people just can't get their act together. So, yeah, so that pisses me you off. You want them to understand day, that. So you want them to understand yeah. that so they're less judgmental? No, because they're talking no, shit. They're, they're talking shit, no, dude. No, and it's like, dude, are you no, serious? You can be fair without understanding. Because it's, it's not. No, it's no, no, no. Because people will see fair. It's, it's like, entitlement, bro. No. And, it really, and, and, and I don't care if you're black, white, you can't, or whatever. You, you can't be fair if you're if you have yeah. entitlement. You think that others aren't deserving, but you and are. To me, yo. And you're in power. You, you can be fair if you are entitled in the sense that you think you deserve good stuff. We, but you're not going to stop other people from working for the same well, thing. That's the thing. A lot of people who have a lot of success in life think they deserve it. They're not actively trying to prevent other people from getting it, but they're going to bust so their money. Well, but then you're, you're talking about that behavior then. You're not talking about the fact that they're not, not sinful. But, but, but not accepting history makes that behavior justifiable because they're saying yeah. these people deserve this. Yeah. It's not justifiable whether you accept but history But they believe or not. it is because without context, it That's looks like it is. It's superiority. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I have sympathy. So yeah, you guys want more sensitivity, basically. No, 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 no. no. It's empathy. It's empathy. Yeah. I have but empathy. You can have empathy I have empathy that. for a white coal not miner don't know what who sold a bag of goods in West Virginia and whose father worked in a coal mine and his father worked come on because they're because because they keep on being sold a bag of goods to stay in the coal mine. I have empathy for that and I see why their families are drug addicted. So you and only, I see why they never made it. So you only have empathy for it, not because they're fellow human beings and there's people that are trying hard. I, but only the you have empathy because you have some level of understanding well, I mean, of what they've been Because I'm taking the time. That, to I don't think it's a prerequisite. I don't think it's prerequisite. You can have empathy without understanding everything that went into going on. It's I mean, you have to have some understanding. How can you have empathy if you have no understanding of what happened? Let me let me tell you what I'm hearing from Carlton. Carlton is saying, I, I'm because I understand that that you know the coal miner in West Virginia was sold a bag of goods by some corporate guy to tell him this is a great job, and now his life is tough because he's got the black lung and his son's working in a coal mine now, and they're in an area where they've been pushed these opioid pills and all that. What he's saying is. I wouldn't walk into West Virginia and then say, damn, look at that white trash and those white people are all trash. What he, right. That's what he's saying. Okay, because I got you. Understand, so if you didn't understand that, you would walk into West Virginia and I'm not saying that he would or wouldn't. Human history shows it very quickly. Like So the reason why Germany repeats what happened to Jews all the time is because they know it can happen again. A whole dang on nation believed it was okay to exterminate the people. And, 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 and so tribal mentality... But I can get that way if you don't remind yourself how you got yeah. there. You got and there. And, and so, so it's really important because things do happen if you don't actually acknowledge and understand. <laughs> Just keep going to do it. And don't acknowledge and understand history. I think it's very important. Okay. That's, that's, that sounds more like a civic duty than a justification of somebody being a racist. But it's but but I'm saying you're more like again this is our this is our disagreement what racism is it's not understanding the context of the system is going to make it so unless you work hard against right. it because it's a cognitive and, bias and, and, and right now it, I think it's our duty and obligation every time I step down in I another in another country in another region my first questions are to go to waitresses bartenders who the hotel person and understand. What is going on here? Who are these people? Why are those people doing that? Everywhere I go, it's your duty and obligation. And I think well, people, that's, that's I think, I think people uh, who have entitlement issues like that, who look at other people's plight and say, oh, you know, F that, or I don't understand that. Honestly, I, I, I envision like in 300 when that dude kicked him, uh, that dude in the hole, like, yo, they, we have a people it's problem. A short, it's, a short, people it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. But, 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 but you guys, guys missed my point in this. Very quickly. I'm saying that 
the I think it's more about the person than it is about whether or not they fully understand history. People can have empathy and not fully understand what happened to you or what's going on. If you're saying to not repeat history, you have to understand history. Well, then, yeah, that's a good idea. But if you don't understand history, that doesn't mean that Correctly, you're racist. No, people, you're people need to have that. But but, you know, with, without being pointed out how we got here in context, their point looks valid. Like, why are you people yeah. not at... So po- you're susceptible to racist messages. Correct. But the question you asked was whether that means somebody is a racist. And that does not mean somebody is a racist. I said, yes, yeah, 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 it could. If you're saying... If you're saying it could. A lot of no, no, things no, could be If you dismiss someone's total experience as not valid... Yeah, I, I, and you're you're yes, you empathize with them and you want to help them. No, does that make you a racist? No, no, no. If, if, you, if you totally dismiss their yeah. point of view... I think, Jimmy, you're not seeing what they're saying. He's talking about the guys that would say... We, they shouldn't get any help because they're there themselves. They deserve to be like that. Meaning, because they don't have the awareness and understanding of the historical side. It's all your fault. Pull they yourself up by your bootstraps. Get over and, it. And like, that's the, the fact point that yeah. they don't have the empathy. That's my point. It's not like well, they're that's saying, what you're well, saying. I don't, I don't that's get, what you're saying. You're saying people who lack empathy are most likely going to be racist. Well, yeah, but that's like, of but, course, but, okay, if you but, like but, empathy, but, 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 like, I wouldn't say it that way. Let's, 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 say let's actually move off this. Empathy, we got to move off this point. Let's get to the fifth point. All right, final point. This is the opposite side of that. You say that I have so much empathy. I'm a liberal. I really help so many people. There, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I can never be racist. Yes, you can be. Right. So we have, we often talk about this. So we're gonna let a lot of our progressive friends in, a, in, on a, in on a little secret that a lot of black people talk about. Right. There there is there is what we call paternalistic racism that we talk about all the time. Where you say like, yes, I want to help that poor black kid. I want to help him, but we don't necessarily see you being the business owner when it comes to actually getting to that level. So there is this paternalistic racism that does exist. You can be a liberal and be racist. So I just yeah, want to make that I want to share with you guys something I never shared because we never brought this up. I've, I experienced that, I think, at least the first time I was aware of it during the Obama campaign in 08 because I had a, you know, my wealth management business. I, I had a client at the time who was very, you know, very left-leaning and she was telling me how she was going for Obama, I mean, uh, sorry, Hillary. And I just told her, I was like, yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I think Hillary's fine, but I think I like Obama. And the first thing out of her mouth was, well, yeah, of course you would, because he's black. And, that's, <laughs> and that, that shocked me because I thought, not because I thought she was liberal and all that. I was more like shocked. I don't know if I want to say offended. I don't think I was offended. But it was more of shock because I thought, wow, she really thinks that of me. Like, I would just vote for a guy because he's right. black. I said, if that, because it is. And I thought, if that's the case, I should have voted for Alan Keyes. You know, who's the pizza guy? Um, Herman Cain. Herman Cain. You know, like, that's my point, right? Like, what was that? Nine, nine. <laughs> yeah, nine, nine, nine. So my point is just saying that it was, it was like, it was like, that was what I mean. That's what I mean. I remember that thing. And man, this probably lady probably thinks that there's nothing wrong with what she just, she doesn't realize what she just said because she probably thinks I'm a liberal and I couldn't be racist. And I'm thinking, what a loaded statement. Well, you know what, though? It, you know, and, and that's painful, dude, because we all experience it all the time. Right. And I think, again, it comes back to, um, you know, we have taken the time to be educated and, and, and to seek knowledge. And I think, you know, it's our obligation always to question both sides of the table and to seek the other person's understanding. You know what I mean? And so to me, when you come around me, I'm losing tolerance for this now. I'm, about, I'm approaching 40. We both are. I'm losing tolerance. 
for people who do not take the time to understand and listen to both sides of the story and to yeah. be objective. If you're not objective, you're stupid. You know what I mean? If Most you're stupid, I don't have. Yeah, and we don't. Have, we, I don't have. I don't have time for that. I think you it's very hard to be objective. That's another no, thing. No, no, no. It is hard. It is hard. It is possible. It's like this. It's just like racism to me. It's the same type of thing. Anything worth having is hard. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying it's hard. Anybody like that, I can't deal with. You know, so you can't deal with most people. Exactly, exactly. You were so right. You were so right. And so every day I go to work, I tell my business partner all the time, I got four years, five years. People think I'm joking. No, I'm really going to get the hell out of here in four to five years. I don't want to deal with most people, bro. That's what I work hard for because I, I don't have time for this shit. And honestly, like, you know, the way you start this conversation, the first thing that came to my mind is all of these people that go to like Africa and they want to take a picture with a black baby. And you're like, look, check this out. I just gave this shirt to these black people. You know yo, I'm over here in the hood with the black babies. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like I do. So I go to Boys and Girls Club. You know what I'm saying? All the time. And, and, and I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's great because you actually can see yourself giving back and, 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 and really influencing these kids and giving them something to hope for. But I see these like people in the background standing there. I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but people who are like, you know, on the boards and stuff like that, who are like in the background, they're like, oh, this is so cool what you're doing for these kids. Like, this, this is just not a game. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going back to help these kids to give them some shit that like we never got, but they think it's just cute. Yeah. They like the pictures with the kids at the end, the little black kids at the end, like, look, I helped some black kids today. You can today. put it up on Instagram. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, do you guys ever wonder, but do you guys ever wonder if you see racism in places based on your own interpretation that may not be racist? Just, just for example. No. Like, for the Hillary example, I just want to, well, let me ask you a question before we get too far from the Hillary. Yes, I do. Like, the Hillary thing, do you know Hillary, was Hillary sexist when she overestimated her support because she thought that a lot of women would be inspired to see the first woman no, president. So Hillary Hillary mistakenly believed that more women would support her because and she thought more white people would support her too. Which but then Obama okay. did. Yeah, so let me get to the point though. Let me get to the point. I think it was narcissism there. Well but so could it be possible that this person just thought that you would be so inspired to see the first black president that you would have voted for Barack Obama? Did it have to be that she was racist? Uh, well, look, here's my point, Jimmy. I'm not calling her a racist in what I guess I would define as a pure racist. What I'm saying she is... She used that as the first example no, when we brought this up. It's a, like see, I don't think racism is a bad word. I just think no, it's something but, that people need to acknowledge certain, that you have. and get a certain a, assumption or bias there, right? There like, could be. And my point is, I wasn't so... I was more, like, to Carlin's point, offended that she thought you she were a simpleton. She thought I was a simpleton. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. So, but I'm saying she also could have thought that you were thinking big picture, like, wow, this would be amazing me, for all of these that's kids what, to look, see a black person. right, and I'll give you that. I'm just saying, then that's where I differ, because to me, that's not big picture. And I'm going to be objective and never think about for But someone. no, you are assuming the worst. But also, but, but also, go back to the broader point that we say, and you know, as we get ready to close, we talk about Robert Greene a lot. Remember the laws of human nature. We're all irrational. And I think racism is irrational as hell. Yeah. But we all are irrational. Yeah, we, all we, we all So I, 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 her point could actually be true. Listen, Barack Obama was an inspiring person, and it was inspiring that a, that a man named Barack Hussein Obama could be president of the United States. That was a pretty inspiring thing. 
And that could have been a part of motivation, but that wasn't be that might not be your only reason. But, but what I'm saying is, is that it, like if you assume every time somebody says something that they're coming from a racial angle or they're doing it as a pander, no, I, then, I, I, I agree. Then actually, that puts you in a position. There's where no question. You can't well, even see clearly. There's, there's, like, I don't even think, with Carlton's example just there. now, but, where you no, have people who but think we're not it, saying that. Yeah, but no, yeah. you have. But I'm, I'm using your own examples to say that it could be something else. Like Carlton said that yes, yeah, certain people who contribute greatly financially and with their time to support a boys and girls club, look at him and think it's cute that he's there. But, you, but they, these people are, are, are giving their time People too. do do that. Well, that's right. Right. That's they right. could oh, be oh, oh, but oh, they, oh, oh, some oh, people oh, also do that. Some people have pure motives too. But no, I'm not saying they for sure are doing the right thing. I'm saying, I'm, I'm pushing back on the fact that they're for sure not well, doing the right thing. For sure. they I, know, I know some of the people, especially where he's at, and I'm going to tell you, I know for a fact a lot of them, because and this doesn't mean racism. I want to be very clear. I think this has to do with a lack of a lot of things. Historical awareness, knowledge of current awareness of things, understanding how the things you know, flow in our system. Because I know some people on that board who I don't know what their motivation is to be on the board really, but I know that they support political candidates that those candidates don't help and oppose things that could help those kids in those Correct. things. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not calling them racist or not. I'm just saying. But and I've also seen it. But that could be. But that's I, a lot of understanding. I think that's a lack of understanding and awareness of. Can I point out one I would rather have somebody who gives their time, money, and effort who lacks historical perspective than somebody who has all that, all the historical perspective and sits on their ass. I agree. I agree. But wait, but wait, but wait. The broader point I made earlier is not about that. You could do some great work right here, but then they still necessarily, I have seen this play out, particularly with a lot of progressives and liberals like they like they say, OK, but you do that, but you, 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 you're you fine being here in politics, but being a business owner, like, well, what, what do you mean? Like, they don't. I've seen, oh, that's a different thing. No, Nobody no, gave but, that example. I'm not pushing back on no, that no, example. No, that's, that's my first that example. Is, that no, is racism. But that's, that, that was my example. That was okay. mine. OK, well, I didn't, come, I didn't call you up. I said, yeah. <laughs> talking about paternalism, paternalistic Correct. racism. Yeah, and I'm with and, you and that's what I'm saying. I think I'll, I think you I think, can't succeed unless I'm there to put you there. And no, I see, I'm with and that. I that's see, racism. Right. And I, but I, but I, I think a lot of uh, our, our liberal brothers and sisters that are white would not understand why that is. They, they think that they're by doing their part, by voting for Obama, by contributing to the Boys and Girls Club, there's not a racist bone in their body. Right. And I think and I, and the only thing I was trying to articulate is that is not true. <laughs> That's all. Well, and all I'm trying to say is, is that you shouldn't always take somebody at their most negative, at the most negative motivation. I, I agree. It may be, it but, may but, not but, be. But, but, but I'm saying like two things can be true at the same time. All right. People can be genuine and still be racist. Like, and what I think is like, it's natural to be racist and you have to work against it just like you have to work against a lot of right. irrational things. That's my only point to this whole podcast because yeah. I, I don't pay people out if you've done some, said some racist things or, or some racially sensitive things, however you want to frame it, that you're a horrible person. Right. But, and I think, the, I think framing things that way is the actual problem because we can never really talk about how to move forward because well, if someone's a racist. Wait, once, once being called a racist is a greater it's thing, it's a big, well, that's a worse thing than being a racist. Right. You know, like, so once you get to that point, it's a problem. Which but is that's really why, and this that's is what you're point. saying. That's, that's my point. But this is what you're saying, and this is what I've been saying. Like, I, I emphasize this all the time. It really matters how people treat people. Right. Correct. That's what you're yeah, talking about. But they're not aware of it. This is what I'm trying to say. Well, but people are not aware. still seeing it, You know, and so that's what's going on in your mind. It's hard to see. And also, though, just based on what we're talking about here, too, like, Look, 
you know, it boils down to common sense and, and just being objective. Like, I really like it when people tell me, like, the truth. You know? Yeah. I do too. Like, I, I like it too. here and yep. if you, like, give me examples, we can talk all day. And I think that's what's missing in I, all I, this. I find that to- with my friends, you know, when I talk about, obviously, uh, people know uh, I lean, I'm, a, I'm definitely a progressive, but I found with my Republican friends, I can find like you could have more of the truthful conversation. Like, you know, can, can, can I be honest with you? They're just right. like, whatever. And they'll just right. shoot it. And I can, and I can, they can right. just tell me straight more than I think, you know, some of, some of my liberal friends who have some of the same beliefs, yeah. but they just don't want to oh, say they're, it. They're, they're the worst. They're, they're the worst. And, right. and I really, I've seen I, that play. I appreciate sure the dialogue. Does, but maybe they're trying to show you a level of respect where they're not trying to denigrate you to your I face. agree, but then sometimes though, but if you still, if your actions are the same, then sometimes it feels worse. Yeah. Well, that's a big if though, because maybe their actions aren't the same. Hey, but as long as, long as sometimes maybe they wouldn't say send her back. But, you know, like, so, but they would be fine with her getting sent back or they would just take the same policies. The passive aggressive is worse. Funny thing is that's worse. That, that's, a, that's worse. A funny thing is somebody like, actively doing the wrong versus somebody just saying, yeah, that's messed some, up. But I'm not funny thing is this, this carries on into a whole other conversation because yeah, a lot that's, of that's, that's worse. That's the lies and the murder. You just said send her back. A lot, the funny thing is, is that not only do the people who are chanting that agree with that, there's other people mixed out there who agree with that too. And then the media kind of just mixes it and confuses it to create, you know, Attention uh, and issues. But well, the media wants viewers. That, that's, yeah. that was a that, that's, different. that's different. That's different. And we're getting, we're getting down a yeah. hole. You make some valid points, and we can have a whole other conversation about that. We should. Well, what, what, can my, I say something about it? Yeah, let's get ready to wrap this There's one right. thing I'll say, and I'll say this to the audience about if you're, if you're. If the audience is sitting there saying, well, how can I be better? Um, I I realize this because I'm from Washington, D.C., born and raised, and so I'm a Redskins fan. And remember a few years ago when there was a controversy over the the name Redskins and the logo? And it was funny because I really thought about it that, all right, here's an example of a group I have nothing to do with. I got no Native American in me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, and that's when I thought about empathy. I was like, you know, I, I, I don't have a dog in this fight, but if Native American groups in the Washington, D.C. area, the tribes or one tribe, whatever's up there, have an issue with it, then we should just respect that because in contrast, and for the audience you know, living down here in Florida, the Florida State University has the Seminole tribe oh. as, their, as their mascot, but the Seminole tribe of Florida has endorsed the use by Florida State because they feel that the university is using their tribal kind well, of It's a tribal thing. name, not a slur. No, but they have the guy, <laughs> but I've been to football games. They got a big guy with a spear yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but what they say is, what the Seminoles will come out and say is, we find that, this, that the university is treating our image and our tribe with respect. Right. Like, we feel they're elevating the, well, the but name. This of, would be a different conversation, though, if it was the right. Washington Iroquois. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But that's, <laughs> like, that was my it's point. It's but the that's the how name. I felt like, when right, I, when I first came. Uh, the thing, I was like, well, that's kind of cool where one example of a Native American tribe that says, yeah, we like that you're using it because you're doing it in a respectful way. And another is a the tribe What's the Redskin tribe, man? It's not no, a fair conversation in that comparison. But, but Jimmy, that's, I'm not arguing you gotta go point. To sensitivity just, But that's too, my bro. point. It's I'm like, just saying, that's, on, what, I was, that's what yeah, I was like, just saying, like... What's wrong with this owner of the Redskins? Yeah. This group is telling you they don't like it. You should have the it, empathy. And, and, and well, it's also whatever the name of the tribe is in the D.C. area, yeah. you should name it that. And, and, and the, by the way, so look, yeah. look, 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 can I just say one thing? Because I'm glad he, he sent a message. He sent just a message. let it go, man. Like, like, this, has to do, this has to do with what we're talking about. Yeah. So I like to send this message, too. <laughs> you know, a lot of what we're talking about here is willful ignorance. Okay. And so my That's message, true. My yeah. message true. to people, when you want to know if you're racist, if you live in a metropolitan area, and you have no black friends, and every time I invite you to a party or your black friend invites you to a party, 
and you just happen to gravitate towards the one white person that's in the party, you might be kind of like racist and being extremely willfully ignorant. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm pissed off about generally because that's what perpetuates the conversation that we're having here is that you're choosing to be willful, willfully ignorant. You're choosing to always segregate yourself. Right. And, and there's no reason to. So if anybody listens to this podcast, hears this tonight, if you are one of those people who literally lives in a metropolitan area, whether it's L.A., D.C., Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and you don't have any friends that don't look like you, gay, black, white, straight, Hispanic, you have a problem, and it's your duty, if you think you have half of a brain, to go out and engage the other side, because that's pretty wow. shitty in the United States of America. It makes no sense. It makes you look stupid, and you'll never win like that. And, and if you do win, you're only halfway winning because there's so much opportunity that you're leaving on the table. And that's something in my daily life right now that really pisses me off. No, no, that's very good as we close. Look, uh, I would just say, to add to your point, that it is difficult though to want to people naturally want to stay in their in, in their in their area but but you, but you're also in a you're also not naturally inclined that way you're in a very diverse environment you've been that way your entire life grow 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 hold on hold on hold on, hold on. wait let me finish the thought grow growth the growth and comfort do not co they, they can't coexist if you want to grow you want to be better you can't be comfortable so it requires you to step out be uncomfortable take some growth steps do some things that uh, you haven't done. Have some uncomfortable conversations. These we've had an uncomfortable conversation here tonight. We we don't always agree on everything, but we're willing to challenge each other to be better. Uh, so there's there's a couple of things that I would advise people to read. Reading fast and slow. It's a great book to help on this. Uh, thinking, fast thinking fast and slow. Yes, thinking fast. I said reading fast and slow, didn't I? Thinking fast and slow. Uh, I would say the new Jim Crow, so you can get an understanding of the, the the system and how it works and and how it's been detrimental to people of color for a long time. And then, of course, we got to give Robert Greene a shout out, the laws of human nature, just to learn how irrational every one of us are. Uh, and then you'll 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 begin to understand how you can get better by first understanding that everybody's irrational. I believe everybody has some racist tendencies. Black people, white people, everyone. But we have to get past that, be aware of it to become better. Stay woke if you want to stay free. I'm Rob Richardson. I'm James Keys. I'm Tunde Ogunlana. And I'm Carlton Washington. We'll see you next time.